Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. This year marks the 36th anniversary of the NBA celebrating the life and legacy of the late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. with a full slate of games. Since King's birthday became a federal holiday in 1983, the NBA has held games and had a special focus on Atlanta and Memphis where King was born and killed. Today, Monday, Martin Luther King Day, the NBA will have 12 games, including four nationally televised matchups. And this is your Morning Buzzcast for Monday, January 17th. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody is doing well. Hope everybody's safe. A lot of snow in the southeast, certainly. And of course, hope some people have today off. Let's start with college football, because I found this significant when ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips on Friday, said it's not the right time to expand the college football playoff, as he is, of course, one of the key voices in this debate. And for him to publicly say that the ACC isn't ready or or willing to expand, it could mean any expansion is dead for now. It was the first time that Phillips explained his position publicly, and we know he hasn't been in favor of the 12-team format. He talked about an eight-team format, but he's been very ambivalent from the start. He said instead, college sports has far bigger issues to deal with. He mentioned the transfer portal. He mentioned the upcoming efforts to rewrite the Constitution. He mentioned name, image, and likeness issues. He also thought any congressional action against the NCAA still had to be considered. He is also concerned that there may be too much football. So Phillips said that he has had more than 30 meetings with league presidents, athletic directors, coaches, administrators, and players, and the overwhelming consensus is that there wasn't a groundswell to change and that more study would be needed and appropriate. He did say the ACC does support expansion, but maybe not at this time. This is also very important because remember, any changes to the college football playoff requires unanimous support. And right now, it's clear it's not unanimous, and this will mean likely they won't go forward. But meetings will still be held. This could still get resurrected. But Jim Phillips saying that it's not the right time certainly isn't a good sign. Meanwhile, Greg Sankey surely picked up on Phillips's remarks as he talked to Georgia fans during a celebration parade of the Bulldogs winning the college football playoff on Saturday. His quote was, as the commissioner of the Southeastern Conference, I think the four-team playoff worked out fine this year, didn't you? End quote. Sankey has been on record saying, while he has advocated for an expanded playoff, he certainly could live with the current four-team model. So this story continues 
to change and one to watch. What a playoff weekend in the NFL. Boy, the Bills look dominant, and the 49ers-Cowboys game was one of the craziest games I've ever seen. And it seemed to be another hit on the Nickelodeon network, which featured a, uh, a slime zone touchdown celebration. So early reviews of that broadcast are positive like they were last year. Meanwhile, I'm sure Sunday's outcome in Dallas, that outcome hurts very much for the Cowboys organization. Remember, they were all in for the Super Bowl this year. The headline in today's Dallas Morning News, quote, the Dallas Cowboys have outdone themselves, reaching a new level of underachievement, end quote. But I'm sure it certainly hurts for the Jones family and everyone in that organization. And with the Cowboys out, so is the NFL's top-selling team when it comes to licensed merchandise. Here are the top sellers in NFL licensed merchandise since the beginning of the regular season on Fanatics.com and NFLShop.com. Not surprisingly, the Cowboys and quarterbacks dominate the top of the list. All right. So the top-selling NFL teams, I bet you can guess them. Number one, the Cowboys. Number two, the 49ers. Number three, the Patriots. Number four, the Steelers. Number five, the Chiefs. All five teams, of course, played this weekend. The top-selling NFL players. Number one, Tom Brady. Number two, Dak Prescott. Number three, Mac Jones. Number four, CeeDee Lamb. And number five, Josh Allen. Again, all five played this weekend. So those are the top-selling NFL teams and the top-selling NFL players when it comes to merchandise. You know, here's a story that I missed. We had it on Friday. You know, we talked about Netflix moving ahead with a series around the PGA Tour and the four golf majors. Now, Netflix will also focus a series on on tennis. And as a tennis player, I'm very excited. I remember a colleague told me, boy, if Netflix had a drive to survive for tennis, that would really amplify the sport. Well, now they seem to have eyes for one. The show, which apparently started filming in Australia during the ramp up to the Australian Open, and we certainly know there was drama there, will be produced by the same team that is doing the PGA Tour show and Drive to Survive. That is box-to-box films out of London. So they have access to the Australian Open and at Wimbledon. They have deals with a number of players. The show promises to offer an unfiltered behind-the-scenes look at life on the ATP and WTA tours. So looking forward to that. Bottom line for me, while Netflix is sitting on the sideline when it comes to bidding for major U.S. sports rights deals, they are certainly bullish in telling stories from around sports and the athletes in sports. So they are fans of sports as a programming vehicle, but they're not ponying up for big-time sports rights as of yet. From tennis to golf, it was interesting to read how the PGA Tour's new Player Partnerships Program will help support players by setting up sponsors to available players, meaning the tour is in their talks with brands, and if a brand says, I'm interested in sponsoring a player, the tour can facilitate this deal. The tour says it looks at all of its data around sponsorship availability, and now they connect brands to their players, and they look at a player's TV exposure, media coverage, social profile, Q score, and other things. So they look at all the sorts of data. They share that with the agencies and the brands who want to sponsor a golfer. So it's a pretty interesting effort here by the PGA Tour to expedite deals 
and facilitate deals with players. And it's a way that they are trying to showcase the PGA Tour's ability to grow the game. Let's move to baseball. You know, I worked at Camden Yards in 1994. It was one of my first jobs in sports. I absolutely loved driving from Washington, D.C. to Baltimore and going to that ballpark to work those games during a long homestand. Just a beautiful venue overlooking Baltimore's Inner Harbor. And now Camden Yards will see some of its biggest changes since it was built in 1992. The Orioles are changing their left field dimension, moving their walls out a little bit and raising the height of the left field wall. The goal is to turn Camden Yards into one of the more average ballparks when it comes to home runs. Right now, home runs are flying out of that left field at a higher pace than other venues. So the Orioles want to level set the competition factor or the competitive equality of the game at Camden Yards moving or changing their left field dimensions. The move will also mean taking out about a thousand seats. So look for those changes whenever baseball's 2022 starts. And finally, we talked last week about the New York Times deal to buy The Athletic. And CNBC had a pretty interesting behind-the-scenes story about the transaction. It also reported that Amazon, Condé Nast, and DraftKings showed interest in acquiring The Athletic before it was bought by The New York Times. And actually, private equity firm TPG was The New York Times' biggest rival in buying The Athletic. So, an interesting behind-the-scenes look at The New York Times deal to buy The Athletic. And finally, don't forget, nominations for the Sports Business Awards, they will close tomorrow night at the end of the day, Tuesday, January 18th. So get in your nominations for the Sports Business Awards. And that is your Morning Buzzcast for Monday, January 17th, Martin Luther King Day. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody has a great start to their week. Stay healthy, stay safe, be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.